it's like he's singing what he's playing. I've never seen anyone that technically brilliant. He's an absolute master of the language. The breadth of the techniques and styles. Welcome back to the Pickup Music Pod with Sam and Carl. This is our second season. We had over 30 episodes in our first season and now we're back. It's a new year, a new season and a new podcast. Awesome. Glad to be here. Thanks for listening, everybody. So this season we'll be releasing every other week, Saturdays. It will be hitting your inbox if you're a member um, through our members weekly email and or you can subscribe to us and get it directly via Spotify or Apple Podcasts. So with that all out of the way, today we are excited to present to you and to maybe decode the playing of six of our favorite guitarists. Uh, Carl's got three, I've got three. Um, There's some really uh, top talent here. So Carl, why don't you hit us with your third one? Yeah, well, and just to clarify, these are our top six guitar solos from pickup music. Mm, We love all guitarists. These are just some nice (laughs) solos. We thought, you know, we thought we'd go back and listen to a few a few that really stand out, you know. It's I've been working with you Sam at Pickup for about a year and a half now or so and we've gotten to work with so many amazing guitar players. So, of course, n- narrowing this down to 3 was very challenging. But yeah, so I'll get started with Ariana Powell. Now, Ariana is such an incredibly musical person and she's so versatile. I mean, you know, on on social media and stuff, you'll see her doing solo guitar pieces like for Fender or she'll be playing with Rodrigo Oliveira or, you know, whatever. Like it's it's crazy how versatile she is. But this solo is from our uh, soloing learning pathway, grade six, and uh, it's called Golden Mean, where we talked about the concept of applying this golden mean to uh, as, as, as an approach to playing solos. So let's check it out. And then maybe we'll talk a little bit more about it, Sam. Your thoughts, Sam? 
Yeah, I mean, there's so much in there, and and I think that's the first thing that hits me with with Ariana's playing is the breadth of the techniques and styles. Like she's someone who studied jazz, like she has this jazz chord melody arranging class with us, but she can hit those, you know, legato lines going up the fretboard, and you know, that's to be a pro touring guitarist like her, you have to have the fireworks as as well, and that's a good track as well because you get to see a lot of her all the hard work she's put in in one nice tidy little solo. Yeah. And that golden mean concept that I talked about for anybody that, that doesn't know, I mean, this golden mean is, is used in architecture. It's found in art. Um, and it's the idea that there's something about like the ratio, the golden, uh, ratio, which we're just really attracted to as humans. And if we apply it to music and soloing, it's like, there's this two thirds of the way through a solo. If that is where the peak of your solo is, there's something really pleasing about that. So it's like, it kind of reaches this crescendo about two thirds of the way through, and then it kind of tapers off. And the track is designed that way, but that's also of course, like how she shaped her solo uh, to demonstrate the concept. So yeah, she's she's also like a real master of, of the five T's, you know, just touch, time, tone, tuning, yeah. and tude, of course. Mm -hmm. So my uh, third pick here is a um, guitarist who we need to talk more about because he's a, you know, top, five guitarists in terms of technique right now and this is Ichika Mo uh, so he came yeah. over from Japan um, this was you know he was big at the time but he wasn't as big as he was now so we we're very fortunate to um, to get a few songs uh, recorded with him these are all very short so I might uh, play you a couple <laughs> otherwise it, it'll be gone in 45 seconds <laughs> cool so this is uh, Ichika's song You Are Not Alone uh, he's playing this on a Ibanez JSM I think I have exactly like, the same guitar. It looks like he has the same say, one as me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. It's right there in the background. Um, yeah, he's a, I think he uses Ibanez. Um, so here we go. So a nice little guitar snack there with Ichika. Here's another one. Uh, this one is called Dark Mind. 20 seconds in and out. Look at that. He's got this beautiful lush reverb in the last video too. Do you do you know what his rig was? Like what was he going through? Uh yeah, he's a big fan of those those like uh super long reverbs. This was before like neural DSP plugins were were hmm. that popular. So I'm not sure exactly what he used. I know he did it in post and and did the mixing himself. He's kind of known for that shimmery, clean, yeah. lots of reverb tone and and yeah one of one of the things that i love most about him is it feels very nostalgic it's like watching an anime or or something so um yeah and then also up close with him the reason i picked ichigo is that it's just so technical and he he just like smashed it like 
and there's high action on the guitar as well. It was just so I've never seen anyone that technically brilliant, apart from someone like Manuel Garda Fernandez. Wow. But Carl, Carl, what did it stand out for you for? Yeah, well, the the tone. I was really drawn into the the tones, um, and also his touch. Like, it sounds fairly compressed, which I imagine he does that so that. Well, he's also using humbuckers for those of you that can't uh, see this, but you know, for a fingerstyle player to have such a light touch um, like that with some of the tapping things and the extended techniques that he's doing, that's really how he can get the. Uh, I imagine that's how he like it helps him get the sustain out. So yeah, I was thinking about that, and and just like the harmony that these kind of players are into, like, it's just something that, uh, I wish I, I had more of that in my DNA, you know, like I, I really need to do some homework on, on some of these chord progressions and well, I I need to take the Neo soul, uh, uh, pathways what I need to do, <laughs> but yeah, that's really cool. Very inspiring. Next up, we have a good friend of mine named Liam Keveny. Uh, Liam is a fantastic, one of the most like shreddy, and yet versatile guitar players that uh, I've, you know, th th that I would call a friend, I guess I would say, but also just, he he's an incredible songwriter, producer, he does it all. Um, and he does have a strong passion for country. So I asked him to do a couple solos for our country learning pathway. And this is one that he wrote for grade six, Locomotive. Check it out. Yeehaw. <laughs> Sam, what do you think? I know you're not the hugest country fan, but what, what do you think? Well, well, you know, after working with more country uh, guitarists, I'm a big fan. And I think oh. just as a guitarist, like I'm a fan of, well, let, let's say uh, just quietly between you and me, podcast listeners, I'm a fan of country guitar, maybe not country music. And there is a ah, difference. You can enjoy yeah. country guitar, but not necessarily be putting on the country jams. And I'm a big fan of country guitar. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, like all the techniques, again, if, if you're just listening, he was doing hybrid picking, he was playing all sorts of triad licks. He had the open string, a couple open string licks in there. There's just so many, it's such a guitaristic style, obviously, cause that's where it all started. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, th and that particular solo was funny because I don't know if you remember, but he actually had a harder version of that solo. <laughs> and we were like, dude, can you like dial it back like 30%? So that was like the easier version of his solo. He's nuts. Yeah, the things which stood out for me were, first of all, his tone. It had like a real pop and sparkle to it. What was he using in that that performance? So he was, he probably, uh, well, actually, let me see the what he had. He's, it looks like he's just going straight into his amp. <laughs> um, so he had a little bit of reverb and he was using a Fender Deluxe, a Tweed Fender Deluxe. And, and a Telecaster, right? And a, and a and a Telecaster with a Jazzmaster body. Mm. 
The other thing which stood out to me on a nerdy side is the play between minor and major. And this is something that Daniel Donato talks about all the time on YouTube or in our learning pathway. And Liam uh, has a lot of that in that solo as well. That's a great point too. That was a really killer band too. We had Andrea Witt on pedal steel, uh, Adam Adam Arcos on uh, bass, and Garrett Tillman on drums. Cool. Um, so speaking of uh, blazing hot guitar playing, here's another guitarist. I'll play the clip and let's see if you recognize this um, this guitarist here. Yeah, that As was re- Cecil Alexander performing his uh, song there, Scooby Blues. Carl, what do you think? Easy? <laughs> God. Oh, man. As a recovering jazz nerd, uh, that that really that really floats my boat. Uh, but I'm curious. He's playing a Telecaster with a humbucker in the neck. It looks like a semi-hollow, and he was going direct into an amp, Sam. But still, you're like looking at this guitar, and he's getting that tone, and it just looks so odd. To me, it just seems like you're not you're not expecting that tone coming from that guitar. Cecil's a a, a funny one because he will use the most surprising guitars, but play exactly like that. Yeah, I saw him recently playing with a a big black Jackson guitar, like a, which you <laughs> yeah. associate with like metal music, but clean tone. Yeah, I saw like, that one. Barely any reverb and just some cutting bebop lines. He is an absolute master of like the language. You know, he has so many of the cliche licks, but it doesn't sound bad. Like when you hear people play jazz and they play the cliche stuff, it's like, Oh God. But he's, he's just, when you hear somebody that has really mastered it, it's so exciting and like just fun. I mean, it's just really fun to listen to, but then he has like 
there was a couple lines in there that just go out to outer space. Um, and I don't know, I don't even know what rhythm that was, but it was like 16th note triplets or something for like two bars straight. He just like kept going. That's, did you film that in person with him? Yeah. Yeah. He, um, wow. he, that was from his masterclass there. I think that was an improvised solo. He did it an easier solo, which we transcribed, <laughs> but we were like, right. um, at the end of the session, we we're like, just, just do your thing. Or I mean, it's just yeah. me and him actually just, 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 uh, don't hold back. So that was, that was Cecil yeah. not holding back. Right. Right. Damn. Cool. So we're down to, I guess our first top best, most favorite <laughs> solo ever. Who, who's on your top of the list, uh, Carl? Well, I, that's, yeah, I, I don't know if we can say that it's my favorite solo ever, but if I had to pick a moment, and this is like very personal, I guess, because uh, it's not so much just listening to it, but the impact that it had on me when we were filming it, we had Joshua Ray Gooch, who is a fantastic LA based guitar player. He was in Shania Twain's band for like 10 years. He's played on tons of records. He's like one of the go-to session guys that everybody calls. He's like, he's like one of the guys. And he's an incredible, he has an incredible encyclopedic knowledge of rock history, of pop history, of guitar history. And we brought him in to do the rock pathway. So we were doing the live band session. And I think this was like maybe the second tune that we played. And we were doing like a Hendrix style blues. And this was first take. We did two takes, but this is the take that we ended up using. Uh, and uh, check out this solo. It's not even the whole solo. This is starting at like two and a half minutes through or something. So uh, here we go.
Yeah. Pretty cool. When I watch that again right now, it kind of makes me think of the same thing with Cecil. Like you hear in Cecil's playing, you hear uh, some cliche things. And with this solo, Josh was trying to kind of do like a Hendrix solo. So you hear some cliche things, but you also hear just, I, I think I know Josh is playing well enough where like I hear some things that Josh does too. And he has his own voice with it, um, which is just really cool. Uh, I don't know. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. But what, Sam, what about you? Yeah, this is interesting seeing um, what's common with, with Cecil, like totally different style, but it's so detailed and the depth of of yeah. study and and um, of of inspiration and, and the time really that, that, that both of them or all of these guitarists have put in it is like kind of hard to fathom. Like you kind of just have to sit back and be like, be blown away um, <laughs> rather than picking up pieces. Um, I mean, there were a few things that I picked up. One was... Um, at the end, he was doing a funny little technique. Was that tapping the pick on the the pickup? Yeah, I'm not even sure. I, it it almost seemed like it was a hybrid picking thing, like thumb and then maybe middle finger, kind of like gyrating, you know, really quickly. I'd I'd heard that before, but I'd never seen someone do it, and I didn't even know if he taught that. I think that was too advanced for for his <laughs> lessons with us. Yeah, th- this is another one of those examples where we were just like, all right, just let's like let you let loose, and then we'll we'll dial it back a little bit. Yeah, and I, I remember filming this. Um, I was like trying to appreciate it, but I was also like, damn, the, the neighbors are gonna shut this this down. So I was like, like stressing out about the neighbors. But Carl, what you know, what are the any small techniques or, or things that stand out to you revisiting this? Yeah, well, you know, again for viewers, it's hard to see, but he had he's a master of like gain stages and having his pedals you know, really dialed in so that they hit each other in, in his signal chain. So like, I don't know if you noticed, but he would, he was stepping on various pedals throughout the course of the solo to kind of help him shift that gear into the next, the next level of the stratosphere. And, you know, he's got all the cool guy, fancy pedals. I don't even, I can't even remember what, what the ones he was particularly using, but he was definitely using, he has like a tone bender clone, uh, which is like the one that Hendrix was famous for, for the, the super fuzzy, crunchy kind of stuff. But, uh, but technique wise, Josh is just such a master of like his bends and his vibrato, you know, he's hardly ever out of tune. And the vibrato is, as you said, like there's a lot of depth to it because he's studied all the greats and his vibrato has like a, he's very intentional with his vibrato, which I always kind of harp on, (laughs) but yeah. Anything else that you noticed? Just um, his ability to sustain a really high energy solo. And I didn't notice him stepping on the different gain stages there. So that makes sense. He's adding fuel to the fire as he goes. But but to do that, what was that, a couple of minutes there? Yeah. You kind of do... You know, there's a lot of tension, but you also can't like do too much. Like you have to remain light. So that that was amazing to me that um, he can sustain that level of intensity. Yeah, it was a powerful thing to experience in person. Also, partly because he was playing insanely loud through <laughs> through that the Fender Bassman. <laughs> it brought like a legit '60s Fender Bassman. Yeah, anytime we have blues or rock musicians in, no more du- neural DSP or plugins. <laughs> like we're yeah. we're making real music now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, what's number one, Sam, for you? Yeah, I get, this one's going to be totally different. So this is um, mm. Lawrence Jones, um, and yeah. he's a very um, musical guitarist, one of the most musical I've been with. Um, a great, yeah. great technically as well. 
And yeah, he's got a little class with us. Um, and this was a, he's actually got a video on YouTube. If you look up like Lawrence Jones, Norway, he's doing this, um, he's playing with these go- uh, gospel musicians in Norway, like at a, at a clinic. And I asked him if he could like recreate that uh, a little bit and also teach it. And this is um, Lawrence playing that. He'll start off some chords and then go into a, a solo here. Yeah. He's one of those guitarists that you can tell it's like he's singing what he's playing, you know? That's the first thing I thought of, especially the first part before he kicked on the the distortion. The other thing that I that I noticed is is his vibrato, which is not coming from his his fretting hand, it's coming all from the wiggle the wheels the, the vibrato arm. Uh that's really cool. That's a really cool approach to just like commit to using that for your vibrato you know instead of your like the traditional you know fretting hand yeah and i totally agree with that first point you can it's very uh, melodic it's singable even when he's getting into the high gain more notes thing it still retains a few of those like left hand like uh nuances but yeah that, that that's definitely what stood out to me and, and i and his bends are also on point um yeah you know like the everything's in time the tones like cutting through and um yeah, I mean, it's just it's just like a memorable performance for me. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, it's not it's not particularly like shreddy, but for what it lacks in that, uh, it makes up for like an expression, I guess. Yep. Cool. Well, uh, that's been our first season two pod one. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we're excited to have you on board. Um, we saw a lot of people join us in season one, getting a good amount of. Uh, listens every week and uh, we enjoy hearing your feedback as well so always feel free to reach out whether it's uh, a comment on instagram or on youtube or shoot us an email support at pickupmusic.com uh we check those emails so if you have a suggestion um or some music you want to share with us just send it through and uh we'll uh we'll uh, keep that in mind as we go forward we make it up as we go along here on the pickup music podcast so if you have ideas or things to explore things you want to learn we are here and we're focused on helping people in that late beginner intermediate stage 
get through those playing ruts and become a pro advanced guitarist. So if that's you or that's what you, who you aspire to be, you're in the right place. And uh, we're looking forward to the next season with you. Nicely said, Sam. Yeah. And to that point, we are currently working on the late intermediate learning pathway. Um, we're working on the metal learning mm. pathway. That is finally becoming a, a real thing. So we're, we're, you, people can look forward to that. Um, and we've also got our giveaways that we're, that we're doing. So a lot of uh, really cool stuff coming up. Yeah. And uh, another shout out is to our practice center. This is a, a feature mm. we've been working on for quite a few months. It's a collection of our best resources, whether it's a, a workout, where you play along with the instructor or a video jam tracks with some of LA's best musicians. Those are one, one nice tidy place in the Pickup Music Practice Center. And the best thing is it's a free addition to any of our members. So it's, it's included and we'll be adding to it on an ongoing basis and also open to ideas there. What, how can we help you practice in a more efficient way and stay focused? Let us know and we'll add it to the Practice Center. Cool. Well, thanks for tuning in. Uh, make sure you uh, subscribe to us if you haven't already on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and we'll see you back next week this has been Sam and Carl uh, have a good one